I don't think the object or the goal is to not be judged. I think the goal is to be okay with being judged for who you actually really are. I think that's what it is. So my point is this. Make your life amazing inside and out based on your own judgment and your own values. And then when other people judge you, you won't care. Welcome to Next Level University. I am your host, Kevin Palmieri. And I am your host, Alan Lazarus. At Next Level University, we believe in a heart-driven, but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement for entrepreneurs. We bring you seven episodes a week, six of which are solo episodes with Kevin and myself, and one world-class guest to help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. Self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere for free. Welcome to Next Level University. Next Level Nation, welcome back to another very special, as always, episode of Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, last week's live Q&A, Is There a Relationship Between Imposter Syndrome and Burnout? I would say there is, and we talked about that in that episode. Today, for episode number 886, If You Fear Judgment, listen to this. So for those of you who follow me on the social meds, you will know that Taryn and I went away this weekend. Uh, We went up to Northern New Hampshire. We rented this little cabin in the woods and we went snowboarding and we tried out some restaurants and that was all absolutely amazing. But that's where this idea for me came from. If you fear judgment, listen to this. There is a reason when you buy something on Amazon, you read the reviews. Why? Because you are looking at the way other people judge something and deciding whether or not you want to try out that product. We do the same things with restaurants. We do the same things with movie reviews. We do the same things with everything. We are always judging on whether or not that bridge looks safe, on whether or not that rope looks safe, on whether or not we like the look of something, on whether or not we trust the promise of a product or a person, right? So we were getting ready to come home and we stopped for lunch at this restaurant. I don't remember the name of it. It was in this old inn. Very nice. It was very nice. I was actually quite surprised. But we went in to sit down. There was a 30-minute wait for a table, so we just sat down at the bar. And there was this older couple sitting next to us. And we had this great conversation. They were talking to us about their children and about how they had a couple homes up there and where they grew up and their, their work and all this stuff. It was awesome. We had a really good conversation with these people. And when they got up and left, Taryn and I were talking and I, I said to Taryn, that's a great example of not judging a book by its cover because the gentleman looked very much like a, a motorcycle rider. He looked like a biker. He had a big beard and he was a bigger guy and he had a hat on and he was a robotics engineer or something like that. And when he said that, I know that I was thinking to myself, I never would have guessed that. I would have guessed that you rode in here in a snowmobile. There's 30 snowmobiles out front. And that would have been my guess. And in that moment, after, in reflection, I'm thinking to myself on the ride home that we're all going to get judged. Yes, in a perfect world, 
filled with positivity and everybody's awareness was super high and everybody was hyper-conscious, there would be no judgment. But I also don't necessarily think that would serve us. I mean, if you're, like I said in the beginning, if you're trying to decide what restaurant to go to, it's probably good if you walk in and see a mouse on the floor that you judge that. That's probably a good thing to do because if not, you're going to end up getting some sort of food poisoning or something. So I realized that what happened was Taryn and I, I'll talk about me, in that moment, I thought to myself, this person equals this kind of thing. This person is a biker. Maybe he has a garage or something. I don't know. And when he said that, I realized that his reality was far better than the label I had put on him, far better than the judgment. I remember when Alan and I first got our podcast studio, we were setting up this camera that I'm using today to record this, and we had never used it as a webcam before. And we were interviewing Dean Graziosi, New York Times bestselling author, speaker, just a very, very successful human being, probably the biggest guest at the time and maybe ever we've had on the podcast. And for some reason, we didn't set the camera up right. And when Dean came on, our side was super blurry. It was brutal. And Alan and I could tell that when Dean came on, he was thinking to himself, oh boy, what did I sign up for? We asked really great questions. We had a really great dialogue with Dean. And in the end, he was definitely impressed with us, but he was judging us because he was thinking to himself, did I sign up for something that was a good use of my time? Is this going to be a waste of my time? Is this something that I'm going to regret doing? He was judging his decision and that was important. Now, luckily, our reality was better than what we had advertised, but there's so many people out there that, if you're an entrepreneur, you might know this. There's a lot of people out there who are way better than advertised. Their social media platform looks good, whatever it may be. When you get to know these people, they're not necessarily that shining uh, version of themselves. So the goal today is for you to figure out this. One, where is your biggest fear of being judged? That's number one. For me, it's always been being short. So if I can be okay with the fact that I might be judged for that by some people, that is a whole unlock right there. But the other part is understand that you are most likely going to be judged because everybody is. And if your reality is better than what you're presenting, being judged isn't always a bad thing, particularly if you get the opportunity for people to get to know the real you, if you get to see people behind the scenes, if you get to work with clients one-on-one, -on -one, if you get the opportunity to speak, whatever it may be, judgment is part of life. And I think it's important for many, many arenas in life. And I think we've made it somewhat negative, but you can really turn that into a positive if you do it right. What's something, Kev, that you didn't understand about judgment prior to ever doing a podcast prior to hyperconscious days prior to all that what did you what did you think about judgment back then versus now my biggest fears around judgments were that if people called me out on my biggest insecurities they were true that was my understanding like if somebody called me out on being short that meant it was true and that meant it was stuck that way forever that was my biggest fear was somebody judging me for something I judged myself on. So I think back in the day, it was more an understanding or a more a, a blind spot around just because somebody else says it's true means it's real forever versus now I understand that you're, I'm going to get judged for that. There, there are people out there who don't value somebody who's shorter than them. It just is, it just is the way it is.
right? There are people out there who won't value us until we have 20 million podcast downloads. That's okay. So my understanding that I have now is I don't think the object or the goal is to not be judged. I think the goal is to be okay with being judged for who you actually really are. I think that's what it is. I have so many different roads I can go down on this. And what I want to make clear in this episode, I, I pivoted a little bit here based on what we prepared, Kev. If our listeners have never heard of what a cost value analysis is, Emilia and I did one prior to purchasing a home. So we spent a long time, more her than me, because she was really piloting this effort. I was co-piloting, especially when we started making offers and calculations and mathematics. But she was in real estate prior to her and I meeting, and so she championed this effort. She knew how to bring everybody together to you know, make this work. And for many, many weekends in a row, I want to say it was a four-month-long endeavor. Again, she did more than I did, but we first had to sit down and figure out, okay, what do we value in a home? She valued cathedral ceilings, and she wanted to make sure that the home was very bright. She likes a bright home, and she wanted to make sure that there was marble countertops and all these different features of a home. I cared that that it was in a quiet place that was private because we didn't want Tucker to constantly be disturbed. And I really cared that it was somewhere uh, secluded sort of in the woods and and most importantly that it had an office, a big office with uh, great Wi-Fi. And my Wi-Fi is something I'm the most proud of about this home. Our, Our Wi-Fi is like 600 megabytes download and something crazy like 35 megabytes upload. It's so good because we run digital global businesses. So that was really most important to me. And when we were doing a cost value analysis, we we did a spreadsheet and we figured out, okay, what are all the things that she cares about? What are all the things that I care about? And then we did zero to 10. How much do we care about these things? And what a cost value analysis is, is it's, it's an analytical way to make a judgment call. So that when we go look at all these homes, we know what we're looking for. We know what we value, aka our core values. And so there were certain homes that we went to that met most of our requirements. And then there was other homes that really didn't. I remember there was this one in Worcester that was, honestly, it was a a shithole is what this place was. And we immediately stepped in it and I was like, no, I, I mean, this is worse than where I lived in college. I'm not going backwards, right? I'll live in my car before I live in this place. I'm just joking. But you have to understand that if you're going to make a decision, a human being by default has to make a judgment call. So when you walk into a home, and this is something that I didn't know, luckily Emilia's parents know a lot about real estate. There's something referred to as the bones of a home. And when you go into a home, it might look magnificent on the outside, but there might be mold in the basement. There might be, the bones might not be very good. And there's ways to look for that. Hi everyone, I just wanted to take a moment and discuss my experience with Your World Within Live and encourage you all to go to Next Level Live that is coming up next month. I definitely was scared out of my mind. It was the first time meeting just about everybody there. And I had only 
been coaching with Kevin and only I had met him virtually. Um, I ended up staying with another member of the Next Level Nation and just, it really propelled my experience forward and has really given me the growth opportunities and the abilities to be where I am today. It's also opened the doors for me to be on the Next Level University team. And I just really can't say enough about these full immersion experiences. So I encourage you to buy your ticket for Next Level Live. I can't wait to see all of your guys' feedback and watch all of you guys experience what I got to experience a couple of years ago. Thanks guys, bye. So one of the homes we looked at had mold in the ceiling, growing in the ceiling, even though on the outside, the yard was really nice and it looked really magnificent. It was a nice neighborhood. When you looked in, in the roof, the first thing you do when you go into a home, you go into the basement and see if there's moisture and mold. You go to the roof, see if there's moisture and mold. And that we did with a flashlight. I didn't know that because I don't know much about homes. But my point is this, if you don't know what you value, you're not going to be able to make accurate judgment calls and decision making. And, and more importantly, it's the same with people. If you, if you imagine this, you're at a red light and a cop car pulls up to your right and you turn to your right and there's someone in a cop uniform in a cop car, it's an SUV, and it says, you know, Worcester Police or whatever city you're in, police department. You're going to assume that that's a police officer. It very easily could have been someone who stole a police uniform, stole a police car, and it could be anyone, but your snap judgment, your there's a book called Blink by Malcolm Gladwell that talks about snap judgments and how our subconscious mind can collect a lot of data in a very short amount of time and make a judgment. Another good example of this is a doctor with a lab coat on. If I walked around in a doctor's coat in a hospital, everyone would automatically assume I was a doctor, except for the people who work at that hospital and know there's no new doctors. So when you have high awareness, you don't get manipulated by these types of things. But here's my point. Everyone is judging because it's human nature. Just like when Emilia and I are going to go buy a home, we have to check them out. We have to check the basement. We have to check the roof. We have to bring a flashlight to every detail. The home we're in now is so beautiful, but it took us so long to find a home that, that really met all of our criteria. And that's okay. It's okay for us not to want to spend a half million dollars on a home that isn't congruent with our core values. Just like it's okay to say, you know what? I don't really want to spend as much time with the people who smoke and drink and party all the time. It's, it's not, you're not trying to judge them. You're making a judgment call based on what's actually aligned for you. And I hope that everyone out there can understand the difference because one of the biggest mistakes that I made in my life, not only was fearing judgment, but also not making good judgment calls. I wanted to treat everything as the exact same. That's like treating a $200,000 home the same as a $10 million home. They're different. They're different values based on where they are and how they operate. And so here's, here's my main point. What if you made your life so magnificent? It was so good on the inside and the outside, just like that home that I saw that the outside was really nice, but the roof was, uh, had mold in it. See, the outside looked really nice, but the inside wasn't very nice. And then there was other homes where the outside, I remember this one little home, it was like, I can't believe this thing is listed for $350,000. This thing is tiny. And then you get inside and it's perfect. It's so nice. 
right? So it might have had a tiny little yard and it might not be that big and glamorous on the outside, but everything inside of it is absolutely pristine and perfect and it was super well taken care of. It was an older couple. So my point is this, make your life amazing inside and out based on your own judgment and your own values and then when other people judge you, you won't care. See, when Kevin and I at the beginning of this journey were made fun of and why would you quit your corporate jobs? Why would you, you're making a mistake, podcasts don't make any money, oh, you're a podcaster now, or whatever. See, we we allowed that to bother us probably because, because on some level we were afraid that it was true. If someone came up to us now and said, Pod, podcasts don't make any money, we'd say, uh, here's our bank account. So what I'm trying to say is make your life so good on the inside and the outside. Renovate your home on the inside and outside so that you don't care when people do judge. And by the way, people don't judge a book by its cover. Yes, they do before they read the book. Okay? They they have to. It's it's the only way humans can exist. If you're in a dark alley and someone's running at you full speed in a hoodie, best you judge them and run. And 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 I know that's an extreme example, but just understand, judgment is not something we can run from. It's a part of life. Just accept it and use it in a way that's aligned for you. And of course, the goal is to under like seek to understand more and judge less. I think that's I, I want that to be part of the takeaway for this, but also understand that if I assume, and I think Alan assumes as well, if you're watching this, if you're listening to this, you are somebody who is trying to improve that already as it is. And maybe the people around you aren't as much. And I can tell you this, it's way easy to change your perspective and your internal state and the way you view yourself and your confidence than it is to change the environment around you. So that's the reason that we're leaning into this the way that we are today. Alan, you said something about struggling with judgment. What I I don't think of you as somebody who struggles with judgment a lot because I've seen you wear a mask to the gym when you know your your old uh, basketball mask where what arena what bucket did you struggle with judgment the most in was there a specific one well the mask thing I think that I struggle with judgment less than others but it seems like I struggle with it more because I'm judged more than others so for example the analogy here is Jennifer Aniston is extremely famous. She she gets judged more than you and I, Kev. And so you get judged to the extent that you're different than other people. And so I fall very outside the belief systems of most people. So it might look like I'm struggling with judgment, but that doesn't mean I, I might be just squatting heavier weight of judgment, if that makes sense. And And, and let me answer your original question better. The reason I was wearing that mask in the gym was because I was in a chapter of overcoming my fear of judgment. So for the context here, I broke my nose playing basketball many, many years ago in my early 20s, and I ended up having to get it snapped back into place, and it was really uh, detrimental because I got bad sinus infections and all kinds of stuff. So I made sure that never happened again by wearing a face mask when I would play basketball, because if that happened again, the surgeon told me, you're in trouble. And so... I ended up wearing that at the gym later on in life, in my late 20s, not because I needed to wear it or was afraid of my nose breaking, but because I wanted to be judged by others and then I wanted to teach my subconscious brain. It's called exposure therapy. I wanted to expose myself to as much judgment as possible so that I could learn how to overcome it because I was a fitness model and I used to do this on social media as well. When I first started posting on Facebook, I was very afraid of judgment from my family 
And I wanted to overcome that through consistent exposure therapy. And so if you're out there listening this to this and you post things on Instagram that you have trouble posting on Facebook, trust me, you've told yourself a story. You are afraid of your judgment, judgmental relatives or your family or whatever. And so what I'll tell you is this, Kev, to answer your question. I don't think I struggle with judgment as much as most people, but I do still fear it, especially from those that I care about. So I used to say this quote, I don't care what people think, but I do care what the people I care about think. And so the people I care about most deeply, some of my old friends, for example, some of their words really hurt me. Um, The first two years of my entrepreneurial journey were genuinely brutal. I remember crying regularly because I saw the true colors of how, how much of a box I was sort of put in. And remember, every relationship in your life right now loves you for who you are now and who you used to be, not at all for who you aspire to be. And that's the one difference at NLU. And that brings me to my next point, which is Next Level Nation. I mean, Next Level Nation cares more about who you aspire to be than who you used to be and who you are now. So that's why you're not going to get judged because they Next Level Nation doesn't know who you used to be. They only know who you aspire to be. And that's why I think it's a beautiful place to have sort of a new judgment-free zone to, to grow from. And that link is in the show notes. And also, if you are ready to level up your community, maybe you don't want to do it purely from a virtual standpoint, you're ready to get into the room with some amazing other individuals. And the question I ask people, and I've I've seen this time and time again, the people who struggle with doing this alone, the question is, do you think you're going to be able to succeed at the level you want alone? I know I wouldn't. I doubt Alan would. I don't think anybody does. There's there's people out there who say I'm self-made. I don't think that exists. Because you took a car built by somebody else. You use a phone built by somebody else. None of us are are self-made. So I don't think any of us achieve our goals by ourselves. If you find that you are lonely, that you don't have the support you need, you don't have the community, you don't have the camaraderie, you don't have the awareness, join us on March 26th for Next Level Live. It's only 97 bucks. We're gonna be abiding by all the Worcester mandates when it comes to COVID. Parking is right under the building. It's super easy. It's free. We've already paid for it. And you're going to meet people. And I think that, especially after being locked up for however many months or years it's been, getting outside of your comfort zone, reconnecting with people, building real authentic relationships based on growth, based on core values, core aspirations, core beliefs. There is nothing better than that. Uh, We already have half the tickets sold. It's going to sell out pretty quickly. So make sure you get a ticket while you can. And Alan and I are pumped to, to meet you all in person. It's been a long time since we've been able to do this. So we are super excited for that. Everything you need to know is in the show notes below. Next Level Live 2022, the first of four events this year. As always... We appreciate all of you tomorrow for episode number 887. It is Strategy Saturday, one simple habit that improves everything. We love you. We appreciate you. Grateful for each and every one of you. And at NLU, we don't have fans. We have fans. Please reach out. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. We love connecting with the Next Level family, so make sure you follow us on Instagram. I am at NeverQuitKid, and Alan is at Lazarus 88 Also, if you found value in this episode, leave us a review using the link in the show notes and please share this with someone who's ready to get to the next level. We will talk to you tomorrow.